0: Welcome to The WayStation, an interview podcast featuring trailblazers who set their own career paths. My name is Noah Reed, and today my guest is Nathan Grigg. Nathan is a mathematician with a background in academia, and now a software engineer at Google. We talk about career changes and making a leap. Let's get going. Hey, Nathan. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm um, pretty good. Yeah? How's California? It is hot. Yeah.
1: But not too hot. It's nice.
0: <laughs> it sounds nice. I saw uh, uh, a picture from on uh, on Instagram or, tw- or Twitter or something of, of t- you taking a walk on the beach. I was very jealous. Yep,
1: yep. It's pretty nice here at this time of year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, I hear there's a beach uh, on a big lake a few miles west of here, but I've oh that <laughs> i yet to be i that go. sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, well, Nathan, uh, th- th- what do you do?
1: Um, well, I am a software engineer. I work for Google uh, here in their Los Angeles office. Mm-hmm. I've been here just barely. I mean, I just started. I've been here like three months.
0: Okay. And before that, what did you do?
1: Uh, I was a math PhD student. Oh, boy. So I was i was in school doing something very different from what I'm doing now. All right. But, it's been fun.
0: <laughs> so, um, had you been so but you've been involved with uh programming and um and software for for a while. Um, yeah, I mean since I was a kid, really, but
1: not 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 at this level. I've never I've certainly never been paid for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, it's a well, bit of a change. <laughs> well, when you when you were doing it as a kid, when did you when did you start being um getting involved in computers?
1: Um, uh, probably, I mean, so we got, my family bought a computer. It was probably pretty late compared to when computers were out cause we were sort of your normal working class yeah. family. We had a. so we had some DOS computer back when I was probably, I was in grade school at some, okay. somewhere in grade school. We had a little DOS computer and, and my, my brothers used to Get magazines, and there'd be programs in the back of the magazines, like basic programs. And I used to, to sort of like—I I had no idea what I was doing, but I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did what did you like about it? Um, I mean, you just have power over this machine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, I used to. I remember I spent a long time. Like we had an old dot matrix printer and it had like its own programming language like the printer had a programming language and so I like figured out how to turn basically the computer and the printer together like into a typewriter so like you'd push a letter and it would print it you'd push backspace it did backspace <laughs> and you'd just like <laughs> I mean it'd be more efficient to use a typewriter but but it was cool so yeah. I used to have a lot of fun a lot of fun doing stuff like that
0: that sounds that does sound like quite quite a bit fun. It sounds it's kind of like uh, I feel like maybe an earlier generation felt the same way when they uh like working on cars maybe. <laughs> like yeah yeah yeah. I I, th- I I don't know what it is. I mean, it seems like cars have gotten more complicated, and you can't just get into them the same way that you used to be able to. They're not as mechanical anymore. But um, yeah. But uh, computers are kind of the little sandbox that we can play in now. Yeah. Well, computers are the same way nowadays. They're, I mean, they're so much more complicated. Like back, back, back then. Yeah. Things, things were simple. <laughs> things were simple. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, well, when you, uh, at what did you, did you think at that time that you wanted to get into, that you wanted to get into working with computers or was it just kind of something fun you did?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it was something, it was something I did, for fun, like I used to try to write games and stuff. Like I'd write, I don't know. It was just, it was just me having lots of fun. I, to be honest, I knew so little back then. Like I didn't know. I mean, I was, I was. You know, we had our DOS computer or our Windows computer. Like, and there's, there's like not much there. I used to program my graphing calculator. Like, if somebody, if if somebody had shown little eighth grade Nathan like Unix or something like that like I probably would have blown my mind like I had no (laughs) idea that any of that existed like (laughs) you could actually do real stuff with computers like I always just sort of like was hacking within the system and my system was pretty limited but yeah I certainly I, I I when I was I mean when I graduated from from high school I sort of one of the one of the ideas that I had was that I'd be like a some kind of computer something and mm-hmm. and and I I don't know I, I didn't really know what was going on I I I thought I and it you know you're you don't know anything like you're graduating from high school and <laughs> yeah. you're like computer science computer engineering software engineering what's I don't know what major I should pick and mm-hmm. I, I sort of Had the sort of unique opportunity of coming of age sort of at the – I mean, I graduated from high school sort of in the wake of the dot-com bust. And so in the end, you know, I took some computer classes because I thought that was fun. But I was like, eh, I'll go for something safer right like because back then it was like ah uh, who's and what, what was safer <laughs> the world is gonna end well <laughs> I, I guess a math major <laughs> i don't know how much safer that was but but yeah so i decided to be a math major instead okay okay which was fun and then i i totally i mean i still kind of i totally forgot about computers like i found a new love i was mm. like you know this is this is awesome like yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I had a lot of fun
0: well uh, then when you got into math well I, I mean I would imagine I would imagine you you had been a, a math guy for a while if you even thought of choosing that as a major so were were you always into math when you were growing up yeah, yeah, that was I
1: that was my other love I was always
0: I mean it sounds crazy but
1: I was I was I remember being in middle school or something mm-hmm. and finding like one of my older sister's college algebra books and just being like this is so cool (laughs) which just goes to show the nerd that i am but i was like square roots (laughs) these things are so awesome and i used to i don't know that's how i spent my spare time (laughs) okay okay (laughs) writing writing random computer programs reading math books and playing fantasy baseball
0: (laughs) (laughs) i bet you were a big hit (laughs) yeah (laughs) the the girls loved me (laughs) Well, um, so what do you think you, did you come from a family where, um, where kind of the path you chose was, was, was that something that, um, came probably because of influence of others or, or were, what was your family just different? Um, I mean, my family, there
1: certainly, I mean, my I mean, my parents are college graduates like it was always like going to college was not like you just went to college like everybody in my family's gone to college like mm-hmm. so i was it was like being studious was was definitely something I learned from from my family mm-hmm. um, and also i mean like your family influences you a lot i think i was a lot i was influenced a lot by by my my father. Who my father went to college got an accounting degree um in those days you you didn't really uh you didn't really i mean he didn't like get certified or anything like that he just went to work and he worked at the same company for like thirty years, which is what he used yeah. to do back then and and then he lost his job when i was in i was probably in like sixth grade and it was just hard times after that like he never really like he'd find a job for a year and then not find a job and it was just it was hard finding work and so i was i was very influenced by i think we were all influenced by that like um just the message that like you know a college degree isn't gonna save you like we all we all understood that and so like i was i was definitely thinking like what can i do to like find stability in life Mm. and so i think in some ways that influenced my decision um to sort of go i mean eventually i ended up going sort of the academic route where it's like that's like the one place in our world today where supposedly like there's job security right like you get tenure and yeah. and like you're set for life or whatever mm-hmm. and um i think that was that influenced me a little bit you know like i i saw sort of a math major as something more established and the computer world was still like the wild west. And it was, yeah. it was sort of like up in the air. And I, I wanted, I, I don't know. I, I sort of opted for security, I think a little bit. Okay. But also, you know, I, it was fun and <laughs> I didn't think too hard about it. I was like, ah, eh,
0: these, these classes are cool. All right. Well, so you, you not only were a math undergrad, eventually you went on to do graduate work in, in, um, yeah. in math. So yeah, PhD. you got a PhD and, yeah. uh, well crazy. so what was your what what does it say on your PhD PhD certificate? Like uh, I don't know, some like old English language. It's <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. It's <laughs> So what what was your what was your focus then I guess during your PhD? Uh, yeah, so
1: my I mean my focus was uh pure math. I mean not, not, nothing applied, nothing that can actually you know, make spaceships fly or anything like that. Like it was Highly theoretical, algebraic geometry is my yeah. field. It was very, very much in the old school spirit of proving theorems and and all that fun stuff. Very, very abstract. Okay. You know, like <laughs> multiple levels of of abstract. I, I mean, you you watch Inception and you're just like, this is nothing. Like <laughs> I'm like ten
0: levels deeper than that. <laughs> Yeah, you've explained to me kind of what your thesis was on before, and I've never understood it. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, why don't why don't you get, try to give uh, a little explanation here, and maybe somebody who listens will understand what? Yeah. Talking so about
1: <laughs> so, my, so I mean, I my thesis so algebraic geometry is is really the you're studying like um, you're studying algebraic equations like x mm-hmm. squared plus y cubed stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that in our you learn math and you sort of assume that like things are solved and like everything is works out, but the truth is the problems that they assign for homework are like the problems that you can solve. Mm. And the truth is it doesn't take very long before you have no idea what's going on. I mean like no idea what's going on. Mm. <laughs> like it doesn't I mean a simple equation that you can write down on one line and you have, I mean, yeah, you can, you can sort of approximate the solutions or whatever, but like, there's like, you could, I don't know. It gets hard. It gets hard fast. Yeah. And so algebraic geometry sort of looks at, at, you know, these equations and tries to make sense of them geometrically. Mm -hmm. And so I, I mean, I dealt with something very specific inside here, which was a, a special kind of surface Um, and you wanted to, you you know, it was very, you wanted to see what was, I mean, I was sort of studying, well, I was studying moduli spaces, which are pretty cool because they're like, the idea is you have, you're, you're studying these surfaces and instead of thinking about them as individual pieces, you think of each surface as a point inside like some bigger space. And so... Now you're studying this bigger space, and the point it's it's very meta like each yeah. point in this space is itself a, a space and and you want to figure out what's going on from i don't know it it, it sounds crazy, but it makes sense <laughs> and you you and you can you can learn things about the the surfaces by studying how they fit together in this this big space so it's pretty fun
0: well that that sounds that sounds fantastic well <laughs> <laughs> um when you when you uh were finishing up your, what would be, what would have been the career path forward for you to, um, if you had stayed in academia?
1: Yeah. So I was, I, and I was pretty set on things like that's, um, on, on getting an academic job. And so, and it's, it's not, it's not easy. Like it's a long, it's kind of a long road. And so I, I was finishing up my PhD and what I was looking at was, I mean, I applied for, so in math, it depends on based on your field on how how you land a an academic job. But in math, generally, if you're looking at a research position, you graduate from grad school, and then you do a, a postdoc position or maybe two. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably spend uh, three or four years in as a postdoc uh, before you you get a. Uh, before you get a an academic you know a tenure track position, and so I applied for postdocs and I was looking at at um sort of that step and so it was you know being like being an actual professor at an actual university was probably three or four years out okay. but you know I was pretty close but um as I applied to jobs and I was sort of evaluating my life at the time and and very you know one. you know i asking myself like was i ready to commit to this you know was i was this really what i wanted with my life and having doubts and you know spending long long hours thinking about you know what where, where i wanted to go and eventually i decided that even the even though i didn't really know what else like what was plan b like at this point plan b was not clear but it mm-hmm. it, it what was clear was that plan a was wasn't going to work like it wasn't it, i wasn't I wasn't as into it as, as I felt I needed to be like yeah. this. It, I loved it, but it it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't my true passion. Like I was, Yeah. I was being drawn elsewhere.
0: Yeah. And so, um, well, what, it, it, when you were being drawn elsewhere, uh, did, uh, um, I mean, you've been involved in, I mean, I, I remember during your PhD, you would do a lot of, you were always working on scripting something or, or programming some little thing to, I, I don't know if they were actually for your, to help with your work or not, but <laughs> no, they, they, oh, sort of, I mean, like
1: I tried to justify it, but certainly not. I mean, none of the, I used to, I mean, I basically, it, it, it very much started as a, I mean, I, I, it's good in a lot of mathematicians write programs for themselves. Cause it can be useful when you're solving a math problem to be able to script up something and, mm-hmm. and, And generate you know a bunch of examples or do you know test a hypothesis if you can get it to the point where you can test it with a computer that's that can give you a lot of information and so i i definitely started at it in in that route and like thinking you know how can i better prepare myself for this career uh but it definitely turned into more of a you know this is interesting like i i want you know I'd forgotten a little bit about uh, the sort of just the fun of, of making a computer do your bidding. And so I sort of, it it became both a means of, you know, of procrastinating a little bit and also uh, just, I don't know, like I, I certainly spent more time on it than I saved myself in my research. (laughs) It was the productivity boost.
0: <laughs> so do you think it was, a? Um, do you think it was those little kind of side projects that helped you, that that helped kind of guide you to what you could do instead of academia? Or was yeah, it uh, yeah, something yeah, else? Definitely. Like
1: I, so, I mean, I'd, and I'd, I mean, most of what I did was just little stuff for myself, but I, I did some open source stuff on GitHub and sort of, uh, you know, posted some stuff to the internet and worked with some people a little bit on some stuff, which was which was fun, but also like, this is sort of what I mean, switching it, I basically see it as I switched careers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I I was even though I was still in school and technically never had a career like, I basically switched to, you know, do something else
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, what I, like Switch it like it wouldn't have been possible without what I'd sort of these th- these things that I'd done on myself, and I sort of built up almost accidentally like a little portfolio of of mm-hmm. stuff I could do. Which I don't I don't know how I would have got a job without it. Like yeah. I mean, it, it was sort of accidental, and I I I don't it was very lucky, but um, it also sort of I think you know taught me about myself. Like I, as I as I said no to to academia and turned you know had to face my wife and and family and be <laughs> like how are you going to support us how <laughs> um like this it it gave me some some confidence you know mm. some it's and it's sort of like a future presented itself like well, i've always loved computers like i mm-hmm. i there's got to be something i can do with this yeah
0: yeah well, and um, so you you were you were kind of interviewing for, for for um, programming jobs at the same time as you were interviewing for academic jobs, and um, and uh, uh, was there was there kind of like a, a breaking point where you decided to make the switch from one thing to um, to make yeah. the switch? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I mean, like the way academia works is you general you apply for your job so far in advance it's not even funny so i I had applied i'd finished applying to all my academic jobs and um before i would sort of made the decision before i'd even looked into anything else just Mm. because it was such a time-consuming process and um to be and after i'd put in all of the applications like this then like i took a took a big sigh of relief that okay that's done and then i was like okay now i got to apply to these other things because <laughs> it it was becoming clear that this wasn't what i wanted um and i mean i definitely like i i mean i got i i was getting offers for postdocs and still applying for computer jobs uh and there was no overlap like i i had to make that terrible decision that no one should ever have to make (laughs) it's no i will not take your job and no i have no other nothing else lined up i don't know what i I don't know if i'm going to be homeless in six months (laughs) Uh, but it worked out i'm glad i'm glad i i'm glad i went for it
0: well good so you ended up um so you got a job at uh google I, i did that's pretty that's that's pretty great um and uh and what was, what was kind of the interview process like, or the application process for Google? I've, you hear, you hear kind of funny stories about a lot of the application processes for, for a lot of these Silicon Valley companies. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, and they're, they're all pretty similar. Like it's, it, you know, you're, you're typical, like you submit your application and I didn't know anybody at Google. I just submitted it online mm-hmm. and get your phone call and it, talk, you know, talk to the recruiters and then get another phone call and talk to, you know, talk to, you know, talk about, um, you know, your technical, your, you know, they vet you out to, to try to, to weed out the people who aren't serious applicants. And, Mm -hmm. and it was, it was definitely stressful because, you know, I feel, I felt, I felt very much like an imposter. I feel much less so now, like Mm -hmm. now that I'm, I'm here like I you and you see that like people are just people right Mm -hmm. but at the time you're like I'm not really a computer guy like I mean I (laughs) I'm a math guy and I felt I felt like I was like pulling you know like slipping one past them Uh a little bit right like as they're asking you these questions but I at the same time like um I felt like I I got pretty lucky like I Mm -hmm. you know like they were at like my, with my technical screen, for example, like I'm talking to this guy and he, he was, my math background definitely came in handy because mm-hmm. he was asking me what to him was a computer science question. Like, how would you do this? And to me with my math PhD, I was like, oh, that's a math question. And furthermore, that was solved in 1600. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and so like, <laughs> like, he, I don't know, like it gives you a leg up on, on things a little bit. Cause so that was, that was helpful um it gave me some confidence cuz i'm like okay so you want me to write a computer program to do this but i already know the answer because <laughs> it, you know this is just secretly deep down a math question and so it was it was fun i don't know that was helpful so, but it was also very very stressful especially when i flew out to my interviews and you know facing lots of people who were uh giving me like what you know in not not too many words like what makes you think that you could possibly ever want to you know get a job here when you've you know never you know you have no qualifications (laughs) at least that's how i felt about myself yeah yeah well I, i was i was as surprised as anybody i think that i that you got in that i got in
0: yeah Well, I mean, well, now there's this whole new career path open up for people. If you want to work for Google, you just, you know, get a math PhD. That's right. I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if I would recommend it.
1: It's the long way around. But at the same time, like it's for me, it was fun. Like I, Mm -hmm. except for maybe like the last year and a half, I really enjoyed my PhD. Like you get so much, you get you know you don't have to go into debt if you if you get a science PhD because you pay for your you pay your way by teaching classes yeah. and you have all you interact with so many interesting people and you you know it's it's sort of you know it it it's sort of a time to discover yourself a little bit mm. and at the same time most people will value it, that sort of thing so even though at you know, even though at Google I, you know, I'm sort of the new guy in that everybody else has been programming a lot longer than me, I feel like, you know, my having a, sort of my background, I feel like I'm more apt to get like the more interesting problems thrown my way because mm-hmm. people are like, Okay, he this this here's a guy who likes to really think things out. And yeah. So I feel I feel like it's benefited me there as well.
0: So how how do you think um, I, that's it's kind of a good segue uh into how, how do you think being more ana- analytically minded and and uh, involved and in, interested in mathematics can is is helpful for people in their lives? I, I mean, it's a common thing to for people to say that they never use math when they're done, but um how's yeah. it, how's it kind of helped you think differently? Yeah, I mean on the one
1: uh, I think one thing that's very helpful for me and for anybody who does it doesn't take that much but anybody who does who does just a little bit of math and has a good teacher maybe it yeah. is um you just not being afraid to to get your hands dirty a little bit like yeah. sometimes you know like i think that you know <laughs> even just something so little as making a a decision about like uh what you're, what are you going to do for your 401k, mm. like that sort of thing? Like, the difference is somebody who, and it does. There's no advanced math in figuring out what you should, you know, yeah, yeah, what the advantage, you know, what's going on. Like, it's basically addition and subtraction and multiplication, mm-hmm. but like, but at the same time, it's it's complicated in that there are lots of variables, and so somebody who's who has had a good math experience let's say yeah. <laughs> uh is is less afraid to just like put, bust out a calculator and be like okay I can do this right yeah. as opposed to throw your hands in the air and just you know do the default option or whatever
0: yeah yeah
1: and so that that can be helpful
0: yeah definitely i mean you and i've talked before about um about you know the value of understanding stati- statistics and and different things and in in uh for people in the uh and the decisions they make and what they, what they read and believe and things like that. Um, I think that, uh, um, it's, I don't know. It's, it seems to me that, that being able, being willing to understand a little bit more how the world actually works through math and through economics and through kind of these more analytical fields is, uh, is helpful. And you would, you would hope that a lot more people would be a, a little more comfortable getting into it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's,
1: there's interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it gives you a different outlook on life, I think, on, on the world a little bit when you can take, I don't know, when you can, you're interested in, It it's fun to be interested in things from sort of a, a data perspective, like, a,
0: mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not really a, a as analytical a person as you are by any means, but I remember when I was taking an economics class, it was timed right for the 2008 presidential elections, and mm-hmm. I just remember while I was taking that e- economics class, I didn't learn very much, but I just remember learning enough to um, to kind of realize that like there's not a there's not a person you know, running right now, who's talking seriously about the economy, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) you know, like this is, (laughs) this is not something they understand at all, or really have any power to do anything about. But, um, I I think, you know, it's, it's maybe, maybe one day we'll be able to teach kids statistics in high school. So we won't have. (laughs) Yeah. Statistics is a, yeah, statistics
1: (laughs) is, is a whole big can of worms because there's so much. I don't know. It's so complicated. I don't even understand what's going on half the time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so now that so now that you're kind of in this in this spot um, at Google, what what do you is is this are you, are you happy with the decisions you've you made to kind of switch careers?
1: Yeah, certainly. I'm. I am. I am very happy. I'm. I mean. I was afraid. It was a, it was a scary step, but at this point right now, um, I'm very happy with my life. Like I've, I'm happier than I've been a long time. Well, that's good. Uh, and part of it perhaps is that I'm no longer in school, right. And no, <laughs> no longer scripting and saving to make, <laughs> to, to make things work. Uh, and also, you know, it's a little bit less stressful in that, you know, you don't have, I don't know. One of the hard things about academia is you've got, you have like a five-year project hanging over your head for five years, yeah. And yeah. once, and that's just PhD. Once you get out of that, like you're looking at like such long time frames, and there's something very, uh, I don't know. It's in in the computer world, it's a lot easier to make short-term goals, like and yeah. and and feel like you're making progress because you are. Like, you know, <laughs> now, you, you know, this was broken, now it's fixed, right? Yeah this didn't work now it does yeah whereas in in academia things are much fuzzier and so yeah. certainly the the feedback cycle is you know it makes you happy yeah and you just you feel like i don't know you feel more productive
0: well that's good yeah i, I found the same thing in um working in the development work that i've done is is you know it's it's kind of like uh it's almost like a video game, you know, like every time yeah. you, every time you solve a problem, it's like a little, like a, like Mario getting a little star, you know, like a yep. little coin or something. It's, you know, there's kind of a in, instant gratification and feedback that you just don't get in a lot of other fields.
1: Yeah, there is. There's, there's certainly, there's, that's a fun thing about computers is you can. I don't know. You do, you get instant feedback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it either works or it doesn't.
0: Yeah, exactly. If, if... And I
1: used to think, I used to think math was like that. Like the answer is either right or wrong, but the deeper you go, the harder it is to tell. <laughs> and of course ev- that's, that's how everything is, right? Like, yeah, same yeah. with computers. Like the deeper you get, it's like, okay, it works, but it sure would be nice if it were uh-huh. <laughs> a few milliseconds faster. And then you're just pulling your hair out all over again. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like it could work better or like, or, you know, it, or or even the processes of like you know some other developer got this to work but did not document their code very well and you know now the rest of us yeah, have to yeah, figure out how it happened and you yep, know life's full of complexity you could just get it. <laughs> yeah it's just part of part of the life so um well you've kind of you've kind of jumped from the academic academia like right into the tech world what do you what do you see like, do you see any any trends or anything that you're excited about in uh, in the tech industry um, in the tech industry, I mean, I.
1: What excites me about the tech industry? I've, I mean, I've always, I think it's a lot of fun. The sort of, uh, I guess you could say, small business push mm. that that is going on in in the tech industry. Um. Which, of course, is funny to say, since I'm working for <laughs> for Google not small company <laughs> um, but I just think I think it's fun just the the amount of sort of excitement and like i don't know like compared to i mean nothing against like nothing against like business people right but <laughs> <laughs> i mean because they do valuable stuff also but but like the I don't know when you people getting people together to solve like technical problems like it it's just such a a different feel than say like a bunch of sales reps right like getting together yeah. to figure out how can you know make more money like it's the same thing like you're still trying to figure out how you can make more money right, yeah, but in some ways like it seems like you know we're. I don't know, it's just, it's, it's sort of a more, I guess, intellectually pleasing way to make money Yeah, yeah. (laughs) from the way I see it, you know, like we all have to, you you have to, and I mean, you have to, you gotta, you gotta live, right? You need, you need food and um, it's nice. I mean, I I feel extremely fortunate that I can, you know, earn my food or earn my way through life by... (laughs) basically doing something that I used to do for fun. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, I think one thing too, one of the differences between like, you know, marketing people sitting down and, and talking about, you know, trying to, or, you know, whoever business, business guys sitting down and figuring out how to try to maximize profits or, or squeeze more money out of people and like engineers sitting down is I, I feel like in one there, there, there tends to be a lot more, uh, beneficial like externalities like side effects from people like whose motivation is solving problems versus yeah. <laughs> versus uh people just trying to 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 you know make a machine more efficient uh, making a, a business machine more efficient I guess yeah so
1: yeah i mean i i I don't know, like, and part of it, perhaps nothing against the the marketers and everything out there. (laughs) I think that, I think part of it for me, part of my outlook is just my, perhaps my, like my, like my antisocial tendencies, right? Like my, Mm -hmm. my, I think that a lot of the sort of traditional business world is, is still very much into like, I don't know, in some ways, like it's. You're, the things you're analyzing are people. And yeah. to me, like, that just seems so unpredictable. And so, like, the, you know, like, the idea, to me, like, the idea of schmoozing, right, <laughs> like, sounds like every, you know, that's my biggest nightmare. But to <laughs> yeah. someone else, like, you know, they're solving an interesting problem, right? Yeah. Like, I don't
0: <laughs> Yeah, different strokes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, well... I mean, I- Go ahead. Yeah, I I know I don't know. I talked to my brother who my little brother is just starting to start a career sort of in in marketing and mm-hmm. I, he seems to enjoy it. But I, every time I talk to him, I'm just like, man, I would <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do that. Anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I I work in design, so I, I work kind of tangentially with a lot of marketing, I guess. But most of the work I've done is I don't know. It's it's like it's like a, it's like a there's a different world, even like marketers, even though they work closely with designers and development houses and stuff like it, like they're a different world entirely. I, I feel like, um, yeah. it's a, it's a different kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, you watch Mad Men and that's it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: And I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly related. I mean, I, I work on, I work on ad ads, right? Like uh-huh. it's, it's yeah. Google. Uh, but, you know, for me, it's, you know, I'm solving, I'm solving problems, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's, that's the part that I enjoy about it.
0: Well, I mean, so you've been, so it's, you're only, you're only three months into this kind of big career shift. And so it might be kind of early to ask this, but do you have any yeah. long-term ambitions or goals that you are, that you're, that you're going for? Or are you just kind of enjoying where you're at?
1: Yeah. At this point, I'm definitely enjoying where I'm at. Like, I think, um, I think that, uh, for me at this point in my career, like it's a great place. Like I'm really mm-hmm. happy. Um, I feel like there's a lot of, I mean, big businesses, you know, sometimes get a bad rap and, and for, for, you know, for good reasons, like it can be a bureaucratic nightmare. And I think, I think Google's probably better than most at that, but it is, it's still big. It's a big place. Yeah. And, um, Uh, but at the same time, like you're, there's such a, a good network of people to help you out, you know, when you're in an established place like this. And I feel, I feel very sort of like I have so many resources at my disposal, like it's not even funny. And so that, that, you know, I'm, I'm very happy, you know, doing that. I feel like I've got a lot of, a lot of help.
0: Well, good, good. Well, um, so what, um, I'm trying to think if I had any other questions for you. Um, let me think here. Oh yeah. So what, what, um, so you've been able to, to do some online open source type stuff and Mm -hmm. you've even gotten mentioned by Dr. Drang, which is kind of fun. Um, what, what, what kind of, um, what do you like to do? Like, why don't you explain a little bit about some of the stuff you kind of do on the side?
1: Yeah, so um, I have, it gets more complicated now, right? Because I work for Google. So like, I I don't on. (laughs) I I, I mean, I sort of, it's just, you know, there's paperwork to be done, right? Because like, I I can't copyright anything, which is, and that's that's the bad thing about Working for people, right? Like you have to, and I don't think Google is interested in owning my open source junk. But it's yeah. just like you have to, you have to submit paperwork, and that's annoying because you have to be like, okay, can I please have the copyright for this thing that I did in my spare time? <laughs> um, but whatever. Uh, but no, I, I, I mean, I enjoy sort of just like I mean, I, I'll see a problem in my life, yeah. and I like, I, I always like you sort of look around, you're like, maybe somebody's fixed this, but then, and yeah, I don't know. You get to the point where you're just like, okay, nobody's really solved this in a way that's, that's helpful to me. And so you, you know, just like, all right, I mean, I can do this. Yeah. And for, I mean, let's, see, for, for example, like I use, I mean, I, I use, I have a blog that I write on sometimes, I mean, I've been busy ever since, ever since I started like the final draft of my PhD thesis, like I think sort of tailed off, but I have a lot of fun just like playing with the technology Mm -hmm. and like, um, you know, things like, like you'll just, I mean, even, I don't know, little fun things like making your blog work. Like, I know that's kind of like, I mean, that's where, that's where a lot of people sort of get their start, right? Like there's yeah. a lot of bloggers out there. where are just trying to figure out how WordPress works. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is a fun place to start. Um, and for me, like some of the stuff, some of the stuff I've done has been like, are, you know, I, I, uh, Amazon has a lot of tools for hosting internet stuff. And my blog is, is through amazon and so a lot of some some of stuff of what i've done is like oh you know my make my blog work better mm-hmm. and you'll find this tool that everybody uses to like interface their stuff with amazon and then you'll be like <laughs> i don't know i think i think that perhaps one of the lights that lit up was as i was like trying to make it work and figuring out you know this isn't working mm-hmm. and then being like okay i i i should be able to figure this out and like Reading the source code and being like, "Oh, well, that's stupid. Who wrote that? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, why are they doing this that way?" And being like, "Okay, I can fix this." And then being like, "Okay, I should probably share this with everyone else." And then everybody else being like, "Okay, that's awesome." And you know, you sort of like, I don't know, you sort of feel like you're. I mean, you still, I f- still feel like an imposter, but you're like joining the ranks of like, you know, really as complex as the internet or computer programs or any of this is like, it's really just a bunch of people who, you know, understand a tiny bit of it and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, see something broken and fix it. And, and I don't know. So I, I, most of what I do is, is that kind of thing where you're just like, all right, you know, maybe like for instance, you know, recently I was, uh, switching to a to a very nerdy text editor that maybe we shouldn't talk about here. <laughs> and, and I was like, man, it sure would be nice if I could read the help documents like on my iPad. But of course it you know, this is a text editor from a long time ago and so yeah. you you just can't do that. I'm like, okay, I know I know everything I need to know. Let's just, you know, let me let's make let's take their help documents and make this into a PDF file. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, sounds kind of boring like but but you know i'm thinking you know do this in a way that doesn't involve any manual labor like let's write a program to do this and then i will never have to think about it again and so that was kind of a fun i mean i had fun doing it and the result was fun and with the result was a 3000 page long pdf which is <laughs> pretty hefty uh but then it's also fun like you know sharing that with other people and seeing like, you know, (laughs) oh my goodness, you know, 15,000 people thought that was a cool idea. Like,
0: that's great. That's great. Well, um, I think, uh, I think we're, we're down to our, 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 our segment of the show where we talk about our favorite thing. Um, do you have a favorite thing in mind? What's one of Nathan's favorites?
1: One of Nathan's favorite things. So yeah. So one of my, um, I know you like to do food, uh, but I'm not going to do food because it's you know nobody who else, no one's going to be able to go to my favorite restaurant. So, and you'll probably do food today, but that's okay. Anyway, um, I'll talk about food a little bit, but it's not really yeah. food. So. <laughs> there's a place called Rosas here by me. So there, there you have it. If you happen to be in the South Bay area of Los Angeles, Rosas.
0: Um, all
1: right. <laughs> uh but one of my so one of my favorite things for a long time has been a an iphone slash mac app called day One. Oh yeah and i was i i actually in preparation was looking up like when my first entry that i typed into day one was and it was apparently a week after they came out with their 1.0 release so i'm a, oh, okay. I'm a long time i'm a long time user I, I don't i have no idea how i even found it so like so soon after it came out yeah but what it is is it's just this little app that uh you can i mean it's basically a journal Mm -hmm. but with technology (laughs) right which is how things should happen yeah and it's it started out just as something really simple and it's sort of grown and i love how you can so simply just bust out your 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 phone take a picture of where you're at write down a couple of things and already like in, in addition to you know being able to remember like this little moment at the park with my kids, yeah. uh, it, you know, it tacks on all the nerdy stuff like your location and the exact yeah. time of day and the weather, and and so it's it's kind of fun to, um, just I don't know. Lately, I've been using it a lot as sort of like a my sort of a picture log. Like these yeah. are you know sort of the best you know because you take so many pictures and it's fun to look through those but this is like a way to be like okay what's what's the best picture i took today yeah uh you know mostly my kids right Mm because what else you can take pictures of but um so i have i have a lot of fun with that and looking back over you know it allows you to sort of introspect a little bit
0: yeah i i i love day one day one's like my favorite um I, it might be like my favorite all-time app period. I, yeah, I, yeah. It's such a such a <laughs> genius
1: idea. I yeah. mean like I mean it's so simple but so well done. Like yeah. I mean it, so many so many people would have taken this idea and just screwed it up. <laughs> exactly. Um, but like every everything these guys do is gold.
0: Yeah. I I love their export options too. I like um you can yep. export in plain text or you can export. They've got a pretty nice looking PDF export, yep. nice now. PDFs. And uh, I, I did it. Actually, I, I I printed out. I had a. You know, I'm a designer as well. So I so I took the the plain text export and designed a, a little book of my journal for the last three or four years, and printed yeah. it out so I could have a print you know version of my journal. It, it was it's 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 super cool. People should yeah. definitely get it. Yep, it's fun. <laughs>
1: and you know, I'm sure it's ridiculously
0: cheap like all software these days. Yeah, seriously. It's a nightmare. <laughs> um, well uh okay so my pick today is actually two, two books. Uh oh fun. Yeah so you always
1: you always read good books.
0: Yeah so there's there's uh 1491 and 1493 uh-huh. by Charles Mann, M A N N. And um they are fantastic. Fourteen ninety one is about kind of recent discoveries about, um, the Americas before the Europeans arrived, before Columbus. That's the, you know, the conceit of the name, right? 1491. And, um, it's, it's great. There's lots of kind of fun revelations about how expansive the native peoples were that lived here before and how kind of our ideas of these small nomadic tribes is pretty, uh, pretty, uh, Wrong, actually. These are big civilizations. I think one of my yeah. favorite moments in 1491 was a little anecdote about John Smith when he was going to be captured. He uh, he buried his pistol in the ground because he didn't want the <laughs> he didn't want the natives to find out that the pistol was basically useless. <laughs> like <laughs> these big scary weapons, like could not penetrate skin if you were over 50 feet away. They just you know were totally fairly useless at least compared to the bows and arrows they were up against and so um he buried his pistol in the ground so that that was kind of a fun um that's a fun one and 1493 is different because 1493 is about more about um kind of how the the Europeans discovery of the Americas basically was the start of globalization and oh, yeah. and uh how it totally changed the world in different ways that you wouldn't think of. And one of the ways was in food, actually. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) So like one of the things I hadn't realized before, but, um, Italian food, uh, tomatoes aren't from Italy. Tomatoes are from Mexico. So Italian Uh, uh, food, like the base of what we consider to be Italian food, tomatoes and stuff. Like they didn't have tomatoes before Columbus discovered the new world. And, uh, their pizza, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you know, and in, in in a lot of food in China was was totally changed by um by the discovery of, you know, yams and and stuff from from the New World. And uh, the diet of Europeans like potatoes and chocolate and all this kind of stuff, they all came from the New World. And so that it's just kind of a it's a fun it's a fun um they're really Broad books, and they just talk about a lot of different ways that your your kind of preconceived notions of why the world is the way it is are like they're just wrong. Wrong, yeah. And so, I I I really I really love them. So, fourteen ninety one and fourteen ninety three by Charles Mann. Those are those are my favorite things right now that sounds a lot of fun I,
1: i've read 1491 but i had no idea there was a sequel
0: yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's very it's pretty different than 1491 um, just because of i mean the topic is totally right. different but he kind of has that same style where he talks about broad things really well but can dig pretty deep on a few different topics so
1: that's a lot of fun i love a good a well-told like historical yeah. book like is gold yeah 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 i i have no idea why they didn't just assign us to read those things back in high school i know as opposed to the junk that we had to suffer through.
0: (laughs) i know i mean like some of this stuff you find out such amazing stories and you know from history and stuff and yet i don't i don't even remember what we had to study in school it was ridiculous (laughs) but so that's my favorite thing for the week um and uh, so, Nathan, if people want to follow you online or, or get get in touch with you, if you want them to get in touch with you, how how can they do that? <laughs> I mean, I i
1: i i'm on Twitter. I read more than I write, but Nathan Greg, you can find me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a blog also, NathanGregg.net.
0: Mm-hmm. All right,
1: and anywhere else you might see me in passing. Okay. <laughs> Just say hi. I'm friendly.
0: Alright, alright. Well thanks Nathan and uh hopefully we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Alright, talk to you later, Noah.
0: Thanks to Nathan Grigg for joining us this week. Be sure to check out his site at NathanGrigg.net and check out some of the nifty tools he's built there. You can read more about the Waystation or subscribe at Waystation.co. Follow at underscore the Waystation on Twitter or at Waystation on app.net. Or you can like the Waystation Facebook page. If you like the show, be sure to leave a review on iTunes, which helps other people find out about it. To get in touch, go to waystation.co/slash about. You can also check out my website at noahreed.net or follow me on Twitter or app.net at noahreed. That's N-O-A-H-R-E-A-D. Thanks again for listening. Tune in again next week for a new episode of the Waystation.